from Affirm Films. The studio that brought you miracles from heaven comes 5,000 Blankets. A woman and her young son, Philip, set out to find his missing father on the streets, sparking a movement that inspires a city. There are over 5,000 homeless souls in this city alone. So it is Philip's wish to reach each and every one of them with a comforting gesture. Inspired by a true story. 5,000 Blankets. In theaters for two nights only, December 12th and 13th. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. More information is available at 5,000blanketsmovie.com. You're listening to The Real Kathy Lee on the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. Thanks for joining me as I share my mom sessions. It's basically my imperfect journey of motherhood. Be prepared to laugh, maybe cry, but hopefully you're going to be encouraged as I share my failures, successes, and offer some tips I've learned along the way. And remember, you've got this. Check out the homegrownpreschooler.com. They have a great new curriculum called A Summer of Playing Skillfully. Hey, I'm so excited that you decided to pick up your podcast, iTunes, or wherever you listen and turn on this one. This is going to be a fun week just talking about some things that I like to do as I'm a hostess when I'm getting ready for um, someone to come visit for the weekend, to stay for a week, or whatever the case. I try and think about... Um, that event, that person, and get prepared. And as I was doing some prep for this episode, I thought I would look up the definition of, you know, hospitality and what it meant and and the practice of it and where it came from. And it comes from all different places and has different meanings in different areas. But the general consensus is a good hostess helps a stranger feel comfortable in their home. That That is the sign of good hospitality or someone that you don't know well or anyone coming to visit that you help them feel comfortable. And I know when people come into my house, I always kid around and say, okay, I have one rule. And my rule is you got to make yourself at home. You've got to just be comfortable. And if you're thirsty and I forget to offer you water because I will probably forget here's where the water is and here's where food and I try and um, think through. So as many of you know, um, earlier this year I had a contest where I invited some different women to come to my house in celebration of my 50th birthday. It's in September, my birthday. But as I was contemplating, I don't know, 50 just seems that I'm starting to like the second half, right? The, The final show here. And I don't know how many years I have days. I I don't know on this earth, but I want to leave a legacy. I want people to be changed because they met me. I want people to be inspired because they saw what a hot mess I was and that they thought, wow, if she can pull this off, surely I can. And I want people to love better because when they met me, they felt loved. And I want people to know they're worthy I want my kids to know that. I want my kids' friends to know that. I want moms to know that. Anyone I encounter, I really do want to leave an impression. Um, And so I decided to invite these women to my house for the weekend, and most of them I don't know. Some I have um, had some type of relationship with. You know, I met them all through speaking and traveling and I think it's going to be interesting to have them here. They don't know each other, and I'm so excited about it. So this week, I have just been prepping and thinking, okay, what do I do? So here's the list, and I, and I want to go over it. And again, this isn't to put pressure on you. I had a mom say recently she stopped listening to podcasts because she felt so much pressure to do the different things, and that is never my goal. My goal is never 
to put pressure on you to to be more. My goal is for you to live out your best self. And on occasion, we all have people come visit. And I know um, there was a mom who mentioned on our Facebook group about going to visit her husband's family and how their house was a small house and how there wasn't special arrangements as far as there wasn't a special place for them, that there was not uh, a big setup for food. The food was always available, but it was simple food. It was rice and beans, and it wasn't this elaborate meal, but it was the spirit of hospitality, this welcoming spirit. The minute they walked in the door, they knew they belonged. And boy, isn't that something that if you can make your home feel as if everyone belongs, that's pretty powerful. So as I go through just some logistics of what I do and what I think about as I prepare to have someone here, this isn't again to burden you, but it's because I do want people to walk in and I do want people to feel at home here and I do want people to feel like this is a place of rest for them, whether they're here for an afternoon or they're here for a weekend, or we just had a friend live with us for the past two months, or if it's someone living here for an extended period of time, I want them all to feel comfortable and welcome, and this is a place for them. So I first started um, asking these women, like, what were some of their favorite snacks? And and so I'd say, get to know your guests. You know, if you have someone coming, find out. And some people are shy, and they don't want to say, I like this or I like that. So instead of saying, is there anything I can get for you, be specific and say, how do you like your coffee? How do you drink your tea? Um, what do you like to snack on in the afternoons? Or do you have any allergies? I know I um, am celiac and have gluten and dairy allergies, and so... It's so interesting when we go to people's homes. Jeff is so great. My husband, he's so great to let people know about my allergies because I feel, you know, I don't want to burden anybody. So I just will eat around it and figure it out. But he is so great. And he'll say, hey, just so you know, you know, you don't have to do anything special. But she does have these allergies. And most people are so wonderful about that. And so I try and do the same. I know we have one mom here who just got diagnosed that she had to be on a keto diet. And so I went out and I, you know, tried to get some beef jerky and some nuts and th- some things she could have. And, and and money, you know, you might not always have the money to go out and get a lot of special things. And that's fine. But you could usually do one thing, you know, even if it's buy some fruits, um, fruit and have water there for them. And speaking of water, something as simple as a bottle of water next to their bed And I plan to do that next week for these moms. I plan to have a bottle of water next to their bed. I'm going to give them, um, they'll be here for a whole weekend. So I'm going to put together um, a mug for them with some extras in it. Just things that they might need, you know, some mints and some things. I'm going to have that when they show up. The other thing I'm going to do is I'm going to have the bathroom ready. Like I'm going to make sure there are towels ready for them. Something as simple. I remember staying with a friend one time and, um, she was a single mom and busy and I get it. And there were no towels. So like I grabbed a beach towel and it's no big deal. It was totally fine to grab a beach towel. But if you can have a set of towels for them, you know what I do at my house because my kids always destroy stuff is I keep an extra set, a couple of sets of towels in a closet. I just put them away. So when I have guests they are already washed and ready to go. So I just pull them out. So I don't have to go hunting them because when I go hunt them, I can never find them. So that that works for me is to just have a couple of extra sets of towels. 
and washcloths ready for them. So the other thing I do is like when you go to hotels and you don't necessarily use their shampoos or their gels, grab those. You can take them with you. And that makes a great stash. So I have a basket in a closet where I keep trial size stuff. And if I happen to see it on a day that um, it's on sale or clearance or something, I'll pick it up. I'll grab some little toothpaste. I'll take the, the stuff out of my hotel room that I don't use. And I'll stack it in this little basket and so when I have guests come I can set up a little you know hotel type setting I can set up some shampoo and soaps and a fresh bar soap is fabulous and you can get some miniature bar soaps or a little bottle of body wash again doesn't have to cost a lot of money you can use your resources and People often give you lotions and things like there, I don't know, there are different times in your life where people will be on a lotion kick or body wash kick. Well, if you're not going to use that, save that and stack it in your basket. I mean, stash it in your basket so you can pull it out when guests come. It's not going, you don't have to do this stuff. It really is an attitude. It really is more than the stuff you do. Again, don't feel the pressure to do all this stuff, but I will tell you, it is lovely when you walk in as a guest and you know someone has thought about you. It really does make a difference. And so one thing we're going to do is um, we're going to have a massage therapist come in, and she is a lady who does massages for me, and she's going to come to the house and we have offered that at a reduced rate for these moms so they could have a massage while they're here. Now, we can all set up massages for our guests, but in this special occasion, we could, and it worked out. And I think it will be something that helps treat these women to um, a special weekend. So we can do that. But the other thing I've done is in meal planning. I've kept it simple. I've tried not to do a lot of casserole kind of things. And why is that? Because people are picky and people are allergic. And so if you did a big casserole, while that might be easier for you and me, it's very likely, especially with nine people I don't know, 10 people I don't know, that someone's not going to like onions or or they're not going to like whatever, you know, cream of chicken soup or something mixed into a casserole. So instead, keep your menu plan simple. So for example, we're doing um, grilled, we're grilling out, we're going to do chicken one night with some sides, some veggies. We're going to do steak the other night with some side veggies. And so people can pick and choose. And so that way, if they're gluten-free, they're covered. If they're keto, they're covered. If they're vegetarian, they're covered. So hopefully, and because I know, you know, what is it that they eat? Because I asked, you know, what are your snacks? What That kind of stuff you're prepared. You got to cook anyway. You got to get snacks anyway. You might as well get things that help your guests feel comfortable. And the other thing I do is I just, you know, I try and um, have an attitude of lightheartedness. I try and have an attitude of it's no big deal. Now, recently we hosted a about 20 cheerleaders at our house and some things got broken. And it was interesting. It really upset my daughter more than it upset me. But she was upset that um, the girls didn't apologize for her or let me know. And yesterday I got an Amazon box. I'm like, what in the world is it? Well, it is, it was a new, it was replacement of the things that had been broken. And I, you know, I struggled because I thought, oh, I didn't want them to think they had to replace that. I didn't, I felt horrible that they thought they needed to replace the items that were broken. That wasn't my intention in letting them know. And they had heard through Sarah telling somebody else that they were upset. Anyway. I wanted them to say, hey, you know what? Let's teach our kids, if they break something, just let them know. Now, I would say the same. If you are a guest somewhere, 
If you are going to stay and your kids break something or you break something, just let them know and offer to replace it. If you decide to replace it, that's up to you. I, I think most hostesses, including myself, didn't expect them to truly replace it. and uh, But I was grateful that they did. And what a nice gesture for this um, mom and cheerleading coach to do that. So that was a fun surprise to get in the mouth. So anyway. You know, as you just said, so the spirit of hospitality, my point of that story was that, you know, I, I don't want anyone to feel like they can't come into my house and be comfortable. Things get broken, especially when you have kids. So if you are a hostess and you know, like when my grandbabies come, if there's something that's special before they get there or quickly soon after they get there, we just move the stuff so that it's not, you know, in their prime zone. If you're like me and you don't have little ones anymore, even though most of you do, at some point you're not going to have little ones anymore and you're going to have guests that have little ones. And so you'll you'll think through this. Go ahead and remove that stuff before they get there because it is pressure. When you're the guest and you have little ones and you go into a home that's set up for older children, it's nerve-wracking because you're terrified the whole time that your kids are going to break something. So a good way to be a great hostess is to go ahead and move those things that are important. Put them up. Put them out of the way so that um, the temptation's not there and then you're not, you know, super angry if something happens. So what else can we do? What else can we do? If someone comes in town, you know, it's funny because I have some friends who come in town and they really just want to hang at my house. They don't want to go anywhere. They don't want to tour anything. They don't want to see anything. Then I have other people who come over and they want to see everything. They want to, let's go. Let's get out and go tour Atlanta. And so get to know again, what is it they want to do? Ask them. Hey, uh, there's some things I can plan. Are you interested in seeing any sites while you're here this time? Or would you really like to sit by the pool and just relax? Go ahead and have that so you can make plans. Because things book up and it's hard to get in last minute, especially in the summer. So again, having a plan for them is helpful. One thing I did in preparation for these moms is I went on and I sent them a loose agenda. Um, Not very, you know me, well enough to know I am not like rigid girl on a schedule. I am kind of a you know, routine girl. So I sent them, you know, what's going to be a loose schedule for the weekend. So they would have an idea because some moms are probably anxious about that. And what's their time going to look like? And some of your guests might be anxious if they're going somewhere. What is it going to look like in their home? What time do they eat? What time do they, you know, wake up? Maybe I'm an early person and they're late. How do I handle that? And so I say things like, hey, sleep in as long as you want. I'll get up and have some breakfast ready. It'll be here when you wake up or we'll get you coffee or whatever you need when you get up. Just put them at ease with your words by saying those types of things. The other thing I would say is make sure they have a place that is clean for them. Doesn't take a lot of money, but if you if your guest room is a kid's bedroom, and again, we're doing that this weekend because so many people are coming and I wanted them all to have their own bed if possible. So we we have every bed covered. So they're going to be in kids' rooms. So one of the things I did this week is I kind of tidied up kids' rooms. I, you know, just put things out of the way and move stuff around so that they could be comfortable. So they're not tripping over Legos when they walk in or they're not having to, you know, clear stuff off the bed. You know, the sheets will be clean. They'll have their fresh towels. They'll have a, have a bottle of water and there'll be space on the nightstand to put a bottle of water. The one Another thing I do is if it's a guest room, we've got a couple guest rooms in this house, I put some books. I think of some books that I've loved to read or some magazines that I've enjoyed and I put those out because sometimes people have a hard time sleeping and I know with technology we don't often, we've got our phones, but I still love to provide books and different things um, for 
um, them. Another great idea is just a little snack basket, just something that's close by. I know we had um, Holly Giles and her family come last year and stay with us and the boys. And so I just had a basket of snacks, you know, close to their area and just said, hey, here's some stuff for you because teenagers get hungry all the time. And sometimes they don't want to go bombard your pantry. They feel uncomfortable. So if you just have a basket of snacks close to where they're staying, then that helps them if they're staying for several days. That helps them have that um, comfortable. So kind of the stuff I do. It's I've enjoyed it. This week I've spruced up flowers. I, I will cut flowers and put in their room too. I've got lots of hydrangeas right now, and so I'll probably cut that and put a little vase of flowers in the bathroom and in their rooms. Not going overboard again. It does seem like a lot, but for me, it's joyous. I, I love beautiful things, and I love for people to feel comfortable and, and that they are special. It is a special treat for me to have a guest. If you're a guest, wow, I appreciate you taking the time to come stay at my house, and I want you to know how much I appreciate that. So doing these little things, I feel, is a way to help them. But more than the things, as that mom mentioned in the Facebook page, it is a spirit. It is a spirit of hospitality. If someone comes and they feel as if they're in your way, they're not going to want to come back. Again, I'm worried about those little cheerleaders. Did I? Did they feel that I was so upset about the broken items? And I really wasn't. Um, but it's how we handle those moments. And so we've got to think ahead of what potentially could happen. And again, that's why you want to just put stuff away if possible that's important. What else? I don't know. I think that covers it. I... Um, I hope you'll come stay, right? It'd be so fun to do this little weekend every year with moms. Maybe it'll turn into that. I don't know. Since Leslie and I have decided not to travel next year, who knows what it will mean for us and for um, for guests coming into my home. So I hope that you do invite people in. I think it is a great way to minister. I think it is a way to love others. I think it is a way to, for me, these moms are going to get to see the real deal. They're going to get to really tell you what it's like inside my house for a weekend. Ah, um, That's a little nerve wracking if I'm being honest, but just because we're not perfect and no one is perfect. But I think the imperfection is what shines through. Hopefully the love will shine greater than the imperfection. But the imperfection, the reason that shine, well, I wanted to shine through, I guess, is so that moms will walk away from my house saying, again, there is no perfect mom. There is no perfect home. Nothing is perfect. We all are imperfect people living in an imperfect world. And hopefully we can encourage one another on this imperfect journey. So I'm so glad you listened. I hope you were encouraged and not overwhelmed. I hope you were excited to try this and invite someone over so that you can prepare the space for them. And I will talk to you next week. Next week, we're actually going to have Christy and her daughter, Kaylee Montez, is going to be with us. Uh, did you see this viral blog post about the lady talking about what men want? They want a debt-free virgin with zero tattoos. Uh, wow. Well, I have some tattoos, so I already busted that one. But we're going to talk about it because I think... Gosh, it goes to the heart, right? What is it that men want? And how do we raise our daughters? I know I've got two right now that I, an 18-year-old and 14-year-old daughter, and really trying to raise them up to have the relationship that God wants them to have. And how do you get to that? How do you help those girls 
be what men want. But I don't know. There's a couple of Facebook things, blog things going on right now that are kind of getting me. So we're going to talk about it. And Kaylee's actually the one that reached out to me and said, and Kathy, will you podcast about this? And I'm like, absolutely. Come do it with me. So she's going to come and Kaylee is about to graduate college. So she is in the middle of it. And I um, hope she'll share her journey. The other thing I've done is I've reached out to another young, sweet friend of mine and asked her to come share her journey. Because I think it's so important for young moms to hear from girls who have just recently gone through being raised in a homeschool family and how it's ended up for them. And I think it'll be good lessons for us all. So all that to say, thanks for listening. I hope you get something out of this. Drop me a line if you have any questions. If you have any thoughts on hospitality, it's Kathy at thehomegrownpreschooler.com. Thanks to the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. I really do appreciate all that they do. Felice is amazing and all the gals that work for her. They really work hard to bring these podcasts to you every week. So if you have a minute, get on Facebook, thank them on Instagram, some type of social media, shoot them an email, tell them thank you for what they're doing because I'm appreciative and I know you are too. Have a great week. Thanks so much for listening. You've been listening to The Real Kathy Lee. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. To find out more, check out therealkathylee.com. You can download us every Friday on iTunes or your favorite app to listen to the podcast. Hey, if this hot mess can rock motherhood, so can you.